One energy, many faces, but one energy. We call that energy, some of us call it God, spirit, the universe, the multiverse, the idea, one, of which each of us are a part, not separate part. No more a drop of water is separate from the water in the water in the ocean. No more a light, a beam of light from the sun is separate. They're all one of the one. We are one together of the one. Whole and complete. Today I know joy. Today I know that these gifts, this sunlight, this joy, this laughter, this community, this love that is coming out of each of us, through us, from the one, as the one, that these are not conditional things. These are gifts. We do not do anything to earn them. We never need to do anything to earn them. We don't deserve them. They are simply gifts from God. And what do you do when you get a gift? You say, thank you. So today I say thank you. Thank you, Spirit, for all the things I know that lift me, all the people I know that lift me, all the life I know that is full and brimming over and overflowing into more of those things. So I live in gratitude. I loved turning off the lights this morning because I didn't need the lights because the sun was shining in. I don't need to do anything. The sun shines in through me, as me and out of me, because that's flow. I receive with gratitude the gifts of spirit and I share them because there's no other way to be. And I am grateful for that awareness. I am grateful for the law. I am grateful for spirit. I'm grateful for love and this community. And I release these words into the law because they just do their thing. We have no control and it becomes the world we live in. And so it is. I'm grateful. In all things, I'm grateful. Even in the loss of the ducks. Do you know the ducks were lost? But they shall be found. I want to thank our wonderful music team. We've got Brad Schramm sitting in on, on saxophone and flute. Flute, yeah. Scott, of course, on guitar and Brent on keyboards and vocals. Um, Amy had a last moment out of call, or out of town call that she had to take care of, and we'll talk about that in a little bit later in the service. So, so how's everybody today? Good. Happy a couple days before Thanksgiving. How many of you have your Christmas lights up already? <laughs> uh, so we're going to talk about gratitude. I think I, I feel a little hot on this. 
That's not me personally, that's just the sound. <laughs> Lionel Hampton, great uh, jazz vibraphonist, said, gratitude is when memory is stored in the heart and not in the mind. Isn't that cool? Gratitude is when memory is stored in the heart and not in the head, not in the mind. A, couple, a few weeks ago, we looked at the phrase, freely you have received, now freely give, right? Which was attributed to uh, Jesus. And often we focus on our have-nots. When we looked at that phrase, the, the invitation was to take a look at, what have I received? To be aware of, yes, I have received. You know, we, we do giving also, but we have to also receive, yes? Okay. And so to acknowledge that, wait, I have received. I saw a cute little video yesterday that... Um, showed this guy waking up, and he's wrapped up in Christmas uh, wrapping. And he kind of breaks out of it and goes, oh, what a gift, I'm alive. And then his wife next to him is wrapped up in Christmas wrapping, and he unwraps her, and goes, wow, you're alive too. You know? And he goes to the light switch, which is wrapped up in Christmas light, and, or Christmas wrap, and flips it on and off, and goes, we got lights. You know? And goes through his whole house, we got water, we got you know, clean water, and a shower, and, and kids, and you know, the car, to, and a key to the car, and all that stuff, and we forget until we have it all taken away, all the blessings we have that are just what we consider are just day-to-day. And so to start to live in the gratitude and the awareness of what we have received already. So often we we put our attention, we focus on our have-nots. Not you guys, but there are people out there who do that, and myself too, who focus on our have-nots, on our, our things that should be different, like the ducks should have won yesterday. Okay, and, and we focus on these things in our own lives. We focus on it in other people's lives. And, and this is nothing new. Hafiz, the, the 15th century uh, Sufi poet, wrote, perhaps for just one minute out of the day, it may be of value to torture yourself with thoughts like, I should be doing a hell of a lot more with my life than I am. But remember, for just one minute out of the day, with all the rest of your time, it would be best to try looking upon yourself more as God does. For he, she, it, knows your true royal nature. God is never confused and can only see himself in you. You're God. Nudge your neighbor. You're God. Remind them. You're God in form. When we turn our attention to what we've received, you know, they say what we put our attention on is what increases in our life. And so if I'm putting my attention on what I don't have, I'm going to have more of that sense of, even if I have lots of stuff, I'm going to still feel like I don't have. And if I put my attention on what I do have and I'm grateful, I have more of a feeling of being grateful and having more. So when we turn our attention to what we've received, to our enoughness and our wholeness, exactly as we are. When? Now, exactly as we are now, take a breath, we see ourselves as God does. And since God is love, when we're viewing ourselves as God is, when we're in alignment with that, we align with that love freely and it grows. As we align with that nature of the infinite, that is what expresses more fully and more freely through us. We become conduits, as Buffy said in the prayer, the the light shines through us because we don't have any shades pulled. Right? 
And then we become greater expressions of that enoughness and that wholeness, and we experience and express greater joy. I love in, in Brent's song, it says, if you want gratitude, you want, you, uh, it's tied to joy. I can't remember the exact words, but, but you experience greater joy, you experience greater gratitude. They are tied together. They are tied together. And when we experience and express this greater joy, we light up our own lives, but we also light up others' lives, just automatically. Just automatically. See, when we... (laughs) I asked about the Christmas lights. and When we look at Christmas lights, or when we look at a candle, or when we look at light, we don't have to force ourselves to be lit up. We just are. It just opens us up internally, right? Unless you're one of those people who goes, we shouldn't have your Christmas lights up yet. Just being loving and being who we authentically are. The great humanitarian Albert Schweitzer said, at times our own light goes out and is rekindled by a spark from another person. Each of us has cause to think with deep gratitude of those who have lighted the flame within us. And so we, by being that place that is light, where we, when we let our light shine through, are the potential lighters of other flames that may have gone out or may have dimmed down. And so can we be grateful? Can we live in that? Our presence, just our presence alone is enough. I used to be a, a, a certified rebirther decades ago. And one of the things they trained us in the school was your presence alone is enough. It's not what you're saying or what you're doing. Your presence alone is enough. When you're with somebody just listening, your presence alone is enough. I remember years ago, a friend of mine was going through a rough time, and she was talking to me on the phone. And I was, it was, I think it was before I discovered religious science, but I do, did know all the personal seminar, growth seminar jargon and stuff like that. And I was trying to help her fix her life. I was being a good male and fixing, right? And finally, she screamed at me through the phone. We were good friends, so she knew she could do this and not lose my friendship. But she screamed through the phone. She goes, I don't want you to fix me. I just want you to listen. And it was, a, it was an awakening. First of all, a whole burden lift off of my shoulders because I didn't have to fix her life. But secondly, I got a lesson of when we're with somebody, just be. Our beingness alone is enough. And it's our beingness, not our doingness, that truly heals. Our beingness, not our doingness, truly heals. So gratitude is not something we do. We don't do gratitude. You know, I've, I've met people who you know, do spirituality. I get up in the morning, I do 15 minutes of meditation, five minutes of prayer, I read my book for five, you know, science my magazine for five minutes, I, you know, I do my affirmations, I do... But that's not being. That's not being. Gratitude is not something we do. It's a way we are. It's a way we are. When Paul writes, in all things be grateful. By the way, right before that he wrote, always be joyful. He's, not, he's saying to not run around looking for external things to be grateful about. Though that can oftentimes be helpful but to let joy and gratitude be our way of being. What happens is, if I'm letting joy and gratitude be my way of being, I find things to be joyful and grateful about, right? It's just natural. Everything I'm looking at 
if it's the toaster, if it's a practitioner, if it's each of you, if it's the light coming in the windows, I find something to be grateful about if I'm in that mode of of gratefulness. At the same time, however, it can be helpful to have something to ground that gratitude in, right? To say, I am grateful for the light coming in the window, the toaster, the, the person in front of me, right? So we're going to do something different today. You ready for something different today? A few people are, and some people are like, oh, it depends on what you're going to do up there, buddy. We're going to do a, help, a process to help anchor this gratitude, this sense of gratitude. And in a moment, it's going to stand up, and it's going to involve you standing up and moving around. Okay? And you're going to leave your pew behind. And I'm going to spring this on Brent because I forgot to ask you ahead of time. I would like you to play a little bit of quiet mingle music. <laughs> and we're going to kind of do it as a musical chairs. At one point, I'm going to ask you to just stop and everybody's going to freeze. Okay? Okay. Yeah. So here's what we're going to do. In a moment, when I invite you to, you're going to stand up, bring your, uh, leave, leave behind your seat. Brent's going to be playing a little music. And you're going to silently, what was that word? Silently. silently mingle moving through the sanctuary. Moving through, use the whole space. You can use up here, you can use over there. Use the whole space. And you're going to move around. And when the music stops, I'm going to give you one more instruction. Okay? So I'm going to invite you to stand up. Find that sense of gratitude within you and start to move around. Notice people. Don't speak to them. Notice how you feel having spent only two minutes in gratitude. Two minutes. Giving it, receiving it. Take a breath. Feel better than you did, say, ten minutes ago? You probably felt fine ten minutes ago, but is it even higher? The Christian mystic Meister Eckert said, if the only prayer you ever say is thank you, it is enough. The only prayer you ever say is thank you. It is enough. This week, I invite you to practice one spiritual practice. You know me, I usually give two, three, four, one. And that practice is? You guys read my notes. Practice in all things. Gratitude in all things. Gratitude in all things. I want to close with a a reading. This is a fairly extensive reading from a a blogger that um, I sometimes read. His name is John Pavlovitz. And he says, there's a place I like to visit from time to time, a place called Enough. It is that place where my endlessly racing heart finally slows, where the ever-clenched muscles in my jaw release, where my labored breathing stretches from short, shallow sips into slow, savoring swells. There, my chest expands and contracts fully, without interruption, and my mind no longer chases what was or might be or should be, 
pauses quietly to rest in what is. There, in enough, all of the hot crackling noise within my head ceases. The constant comparisons that tell me what I am not measure, that I am not measuring up, the never-ending criticisms that forever state their disapproval, the taunting whispers reminding me of both what I have failed to grasp and what I am most surely bound to lose. When I am firmly planted in this place, there is no frantic striving, no jockeying for position, no desperate running after, nothing more to do or prove or earn or achieve or make. There is only the wide, soft expanse of gratitude upon which I can rest all of myself. Take a breath. Feel that? I so love this place, though I always feel like a temporary guest here, only stopping for the briefest of seconds before care and expectation and worry all conspire to rip me out and pull me back to a familiar place of failing and lack and less than. No sooner do I find a momentary clearing and my thoughts are once again cluttered with swirling lists of works unfinished, of needs unfulfilled, of looming battles needed to be waged, and I begin to run again after that which is forever just beyond the reach of my outstretched fingertips. And though this self-induced struggling is all rightly exhausting, I fear that I have developed an insatiable addiction to more, to better, to greater. It causes me to breathlessly pursue a high that never satisfies, but only promises that it soon will. Just one more win, just five more pounds, just a few more bucks in the bank, just another hundred follows. Then I'll get to good enough for good. Instead of this not good enough. I'm tired of just passing through gratitude and holidaying in contentment. I want to linger here. I want to live in this place. I dream of the time when I will make my home here, when I will for more than a day or a season find Thanksgiving my soul's default setting. When I will dwell upon the sufficiency and beauty and goodness of the present without it needing alteration or upgrade. I look to the day when what I see in my home and my bank account and my work and the mirror are no longer reminders of what is yet to be gained or done or fixed, but clear confirmation of what is already mine. And that this news yields only a full satiating joy. Maybe today will be the day when I permanently retire from the striving, when I forever abandon the noisy melodrama, the day when I finally stop running and can lay my head back upon this singular moment and need nothing else to complete it. I hope this for me, I hope it for you. May we believe presently that we have enough, that we do enough, that we are enough. May you and I learn to live in thanksgiving, to take up residence in contentment, to make our homes in gratitude. May we find the waiting, elusive, beautiful place called enough and stay there for good.
Breathe that in. And join me in that space of enoughness. Because we recognize there is one presence and only one. (laughs) And it is enough. There is nothing missing or lacking in that which we call God, the Tao, the universe, Allah, whatever name we give it. There is nothing missing or lacking in that. It is whole and perfect and complete and definitely enough. And because that presence is infinite, there is nowhere else for us to be but within it. And so we too are that wholeness, that perfection, and that enough right now. That is who we are. Whether we remember it or forget it, whether we believe it or don't believe it, we still are. That is our core nature. That is the truth of our beingness. And so I speak my word that we set aside our lists. We set aside all of our things to do, things we got to get done, all that stuff. And just spend time in enoughness and gratitude. All that needs to be done will be done. Life unfolds through us. We won't become vegetables if we become happy or content. We will still be alive and living, but we will be doing it in a different consciousness. I breathe that in and know that for myself and for each of us, not just for this week where we celebrate Thanksgiving, but as a way of beingness that we deepen into. And so in gratitude for all the good and for all the peace and for all the love and for all the joy that comes out of us just spending a little more time there. We don't have to be perfect at it. Just for today, just for this moment, I choose gratitude. I release this word into a law that knows exactly how to manifest it in through and as me, in through and as my life. And I let it be. And so it is. So